Hey listeners, just Keith at the top of the pod to put in a slight disclaimer. You might notice Lav sounds a bit like a 96 KBS MP3 getting flushed down the toilet. That's because we think at the time without realising of recording, his settings were set to his laptop microphone as opposed to his podcast microphone. So yeah, not much we can do about that unfortunately. We don't have the file to go back and re-export. So Apologies for the drop in quality here on Lav's Audio, but we've got it right for next time. On with the show. Hello, and welcome to Live or Just Blethering, a podcast where two 30-somethings discuss the music we found and loved growing up. My name is Keith McLeod, and with me is my fellow host, Chris Lavender. Today on Live or Just Blethering, I'll be discussing Come Clarity by In Flames. Well, a very, very good day to you, Keith. How are you doing? Master! Master! Master of the puppets in the bullet of stress! Sorry, I'm just, uh, you know, getting on that bandwagon. Oh, who isn't? Who isn't? It's been amazing to see all the memes, and I still haven't seen Stranger Things. It got... That scene kind of got ruined for me uh, through, a, through a gif. We'll not talk about that anymore, because potentially spoilers. So, hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. If you're new to the pod, thanks for joining us. What was it about In Flames that brought you to Alive or Just Blethering? And if you're a returning listener, thank you very much. Get involved in the conversation on Instagram or Twitter at AOEGB Podcast. It's where you can reach us or why not send us an email? AOEGB Podcast at gmail.com oh, that'll do that'll do man i'm just we'll watching you absolutely squirm there that was hilarious fucking, fucking sweating man yeah but yeah. i must admit i was a bit surprised when you suggested in flames fair especially given the disparaging comments i'd made to them about them versus raunchy don't a few weeks dare ago dare say their don't you dare say their name how dare you we're going to, mm. oh i'm triggered the um, well, it was on my list. You know the the list that we all always reference and of the albums we want to cover. I absolutely smashed the shit out of this album. It was my sort of first foray, first and only foray into In Flames. I really enjoyed it at the time, and now it's twenty twenty two. Things have changed somewhat. Um, Things they've... have changed somewhat. Yeah, I've I've gotten. I've had a, a mixed in and out sort of feelings on In Flames over the years, to be honest. And I had been mostly in them around this time period between 2004, 2006. I was quite into them. One of those bands that I went out of my way to find the old discography, you know, hitting up the torrent websites, getting that old discography 320 kilobits per second what were we media fire gigabytes files downloaded back in the back in the day you went for the big files if you went for the 320s Oof. 320 kbs and i knew my sound quality but also need all that you didn't but at the same time it was a band that i knew had a big bag catalog so when come clarity came out I was like, yeah, I'm gonna give this give this whole shebang a listen and discovered how good in flames are from you know the lunar strain subterranean years, 
and Jester Race. They've got like some of my favorite albums going from Colony, Clayman, Reroute to Remain. Come Clarity was a good album. And that's where I end with it. Come Clarity is a good album. I maybe had a similar, but not too similar, experience where, as I've referenced many times before, you know, this was a period of my life where I was, you know, being exposed to, to, to a lot of new stuff round about all within a short period of time. You know, we were talking about Dream Theater. We were talking about Raunchy. We're definitely going to talk about Raunchy again later on. And, you know, In Flames became one of them. So it was very much prog metal, European metalcore, or melodic death metal, or black metal, or, or, or whatever you want to call it at the time. And In Flames was one of these bands where I was like, shit, yeah, that's that's pretty good. I had no prior knowledge of their extensive back catalogue and to say I was really into them in 2006 I never really stayed with them to be fair 2006 was probably where I dropped off with them as well so through no fault of come clarities it was it is actually I can actually categorically say it is the last in flames album that I've really given a lot of time to Anything that's been released since, I've maybe dabbled into it and it's just never been anything that, that held me in. Never thought, oh, I'll, I'll give that another listen, I'll give that another listen. Maybe one playthrough and then thought, never mind, my music tastes have changed significantly through 2006. And it, it's interesting that about 2013, black metal, blackened metal started making a a comeback for me. Looking at you, Def Heaven. Def Heaven were very much involved in that, and and you know, discovering two thousand eleven, discovering bands like Behemoth, and listening to a lot of like crustier bands like Hierophant, Cursed. So crusty. You get bands like In Flames, which by two thousand six were a very polished melodic metal band. And you go back even further, and they're a they're a black, almost black metal band, a death metal band of the melodic variety. Yeah, they had their they'd really sort of sound found their sound by sort of reroute to remain. I'm, I can't talk about soundtrack to your escape because I had no idea it existed. I remember being disappointed when I went through a playthrough recently. Yeah, I didn't even even in my most recent listenings. Still didn't realize soundtrack to your escape was an album. I don't know why I've so overlooked it. I remember but... one of the songs was on Scuzz. It had a video, and can I remember the name of that song? Can I shite? It's it's maybe it's maybe a sense of purpose there. Sorry, it's maybe no. It can't be soundtrack to your escape. That's bollocks. Basically, come clarity was a big album for me, and then I have. I have this memory that, and I'm sure I said it during a previous episode, probably raunchy, because we spoke about In Flames at length. In Flames had sort of pivoted into less of a metalcore band and more into like a sort of your dad's metal. You, you know, sort of pretty safe, not particularly pushing any more boundaries. Not that metal or, or, or music in general has to push a boundary with every release, but there was something perhaps lacking of it or something that didn't particularly appeal to me anymore. 
And I'm sure that was from a sense of purpose. And I just kind of got a bit, mm, a little bit, so we say, bored with that. And I never, I never really brought me back into In Flames. In saying that, I've listened to a few albums over the past couple of weeks. And I think I might have been unfair to a sense of purpose because pretty good. Pretty good. And I jumped to Eye of the Mask because the title track, Eye of the Mask, came out on a radio somewhere. I Somehow I found that song. Okay. Missed everything else. Missed everything in between Eye of the Mask and A Sense of Purpose, Battles, etc. Never heard any of it. Was totally off my radar. And I thought, Eye of the Mask sounds pretty good. I'd quite, quite like that song. Had it on a playlist or two. So, it's weird that Come Clarity seemed to be on such a high pedestal for me and then I just had quite a big drop off. Similar to maybe what we were saying with Trivium, etc. You know, where you were all about this one album and then just something changed on the preceding album. And it just didn't really do much for me. But in going back and listening to it is the point I'm trying to make here. Pretty, pretty good records for the most part. I didn't listen to each one in depth. One or two spins each. Yeah, I'm a little bit like, why, why, why didn't I stick with Inflames? Hmm. I I got into them in 2003 ish or 2004. I can't remember. It must have been 2004 actually. A friend sold me, listened to this album, and he gave me Reroute to Remain. Mm-hmm. Now, 2004 me, yeah, I'd been in and out of the metal scene by that stage i'd i'd got i'd i'd put myself in a bit of a place listening to sort of more more as i think i explained on another episode listening to more local uk bands because they were the ones that were touring at the time so i got to see a lot of homegrown uk alternative hard rock acts and when someone gave me this it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a callback to that time of listening to to when i went through my metal phases listening to my metallicas listening to lincoln parks and slipknots and things that i'd listened to maybe a year earlier so it was quite pleasant and i really enjoyed listening to that album and that's the album that i stand by has a a very um strong influence on those who will not be named you don't get to say their name but only i get to say their name but then, yeah, Soundtrack to Your Escape never grabbed me. Come Clarity did. Because by this point, I'm now listening to Trivium, Still Remains. Yes. All the bands that we've pretty much discussed over the last you know, three months on the podcast. And this slotted in really neatly as a absolutely brilliant example of melodic metal really great riffs really punchy i i I think the recording on come clarity is superb it really stands out especially when you listen to soundtrack to your escape which sounds a a bit fucked to be to be perfectly blunt (laughs) Um, it's just a bit far there's something not right i can't put my finger on it so in april i went to see in flames live for the first time maybe the first band we've actually discussed on the pod that we've seen 
while doing the pod? Uh, very likely, actually, given the, the time frame. Well, th- that you've seen. I haven't seen them. Yeah, it's certainly a band that I didn't expect to see. No, fair. And they're certainly not a band I went out of my way to see. I'll put my hands up. It was one that I'd spotted was coming to Edinburgh. Edinburgh's a pretty small city. Generally, when a, a big act turns up, it's usually a cause to go in and see what the see what the fuss is about. Also helped also helped that I got the tickets for free. Just you know. Convenient. Not gonna look a gift horse in the mouth. So that was meant to be in twenty twenty. For those who don't for those with short memories, twenty twenty was a bit of a write off and it got rescheduled to twenty twenty two. So went to the gig and in preparation for going to the gig, I took in a lot of inflames. Past present and well can't be the future but you get what i mean mm-hmm. and come clarity stood out throughout it all as a as a banger my favorites reroute to remains my colonies all those great great albums stood out as, as there's a reason i like them as a mm-hmm. a young old teenager by that point bit of a theme though in the sense that there's nothing really grabbing you post come clarity again they were fine i the mask i think's got some decent tracks on it i I didn't really care for a sense of purpose i think i I remember listening to sounds of a playground fading so did i shit i actually recognized the artwork for that i did give this a spin but not recently i didn't like battles i remember hearing battles and going, oh, in flames, have lost it. I really took a bit of a... I got quite pissed off with their 2020 release of... Uh, it was a rem... It started off as a remaster, and then it... There was some re-recordings of Clayman. Clayman's a great album. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. It holds up today as well as it was recorded in 1999. And for the 20-year anniversary of that album, they re-recorded six tracks and remastered it. Less said about that, the better. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about that literally just before we started recording. In listening to the re-recordings, I didn't think there was a problem until I listened to the remaster. And when you jump from one to the other in that quick succession, I'm kind of with you on that one. The the re-recording for lack of a better word, sounds compressed as shit. It's just weird. broken. I don't know what what they did, what they did wrong, what why they did that. Unknown decisions were made. They have modern instruments, they have modern recording equipment, they have everything in their favour to have 20 years of experience since previously recording the album, 20 years since previously recording, 25 years as musicians... 30 years as professional musicians because they were all in like dark tranquility before they were in in flames. These are not these are not young whippersnappers and they made an album sound like it was recorded in someone's bedroom on Audacity no no hate Audacity but on Audacity on a laptop with the guitar directly plugged into the fucking key uh, into the laptop. You know Well Anders Anders himself has producing credits he has produced previously and also including 
previous topic, Caliban. Mm-hmm. You know, so you would think, or you would, you would, you're justified in your confusion as to why it. There's an artistic. I think there's an artistic direction they've gone with it. It was a choice. It must have been a choice. No way have they gone. Let's make this that. Is, yeah, this is better. Um, hard to say. It's by itself. Like I said, I listened to the re-recording first, and I'm like, I don't have a problem with it. This is fine. But then listen to the remaster, and that's where things start to sound weird. So you know, done in isolation, they weren't doing the the re-recording and then comparing it directly to the remaster, etc. Maybe they just didn't really realize. You know, everyone remembers that death magnetic album that metallica released and then they had to re-release it a few days later because like that's not supposed to sound like that sorry you know i don't know but yeah in flames is a weird one because i've always listened i've listened to them since i've always sort of taken note of what they've done i've always tried to pick something up what of what they're doing as a band i'll always say yeah are good but in coming back to this there's kind of not a lot for me to really hang on to. Come Clarity itself is everything's so good it makes the album boring. Right? It, it, yeah, so, it's death by mediocrity. Like this, it's every every song is an absolute banger, right? Everything, well, almost every song. I think the actual title track, Come, Come Clarity, you know, the borderline acoustic one is boring as boring as not not a fan of that one but you know straight out the gate track one take this life that that riff that's rhythm like that you know that sort of offbeat like that chem 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 and so you're you're hooked. I was absolutely stunned that was their closing song when I saw them live. Of course, it's like surely it's one of the biggest hits. It it must be. Yeah, and, I'd have thought so. And yeah, that was their closer. That was the one that got everyone bouncing at the end of the night. Really, really good song. The other song, obviously, every every song's good. Like you say, there's no bad song. There's there's a couple of dull ones, but there's no bad songs. But the one that stood out every time it came on, I had to check my phone to be like, is that that song again? Vacuum. Oof. There's something about that. It's a very Adam D-esque riff, if if I was to give it a Yeah, a it's kind of got that, that bridge, like the da-da-da-dan, da-da-dan. Yeah. Oh, it's... man. Every time that came on, I was like, oh, this is a treat. I love that song. For me, my favourite al- song on the album is what should have originally been the title of the album. It's track nine, Crawling Through Knives. Like, that whole song just gets me every time. Like, that is a gem. Like, you could put that on and I'll just start bopping away. As, as I would, like, maybe Take Less Life or Dead End or Vacuum, you know, like you're saying. All these songs are there. But back to my point of every song is just so good. But dare I say, like, quite samey in that yeah. there's not a lot of there's not a lot of 
variation and change in the album. Everything is just banger, 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 banger. Come clarity, boo, banger, <laughs> banger, 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 banger. And I just sort of find myself a little bit lost in the album from time to time, giving it a few listens. Sort of, all oh, right, where am I? Am I at the start of the album? Am I at the end of the album? You know, track four, Dead End, with the female guest vocal on it, is a really nice change, but it maybe could have been a little bit later in the album. Yeah. They maybe even, they maybe even could have swapped Dead End and Come Clarity. That could have changed things up a bit. I think it's a, it's it's a good it's a good album. It just you've said it already. It didn't push any boundaries. It didn't have to, but at the same time, it just doesn't. It's like full stop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to do this, but also you're not doing it. <laughs> like even just one song. Okay, maybe vacuum two songs that are just showing that you're. I'm not. I don't want to make this is going to come off wrong. Show me that you're trying. I think. They're, yeah, they're so good. It doesn't even sound like they're trying. They're so good. Which is a really weird compliment. It is a very. It's a very very like backhanded compliment. These guys are incredibly talented songwriters, musicians, producers. They know how to make a good song, and that's when they fall into formula. Yes. You get. You get formulaic. And when things become formulaic, they become predictable, samey, by the book. And you're just like, you're not, you're not even trying anymore. You're just hitting out bangers, which is good for you. But I want, I want, I want is something it... a bit, bit more surprise me. And I did, there wasn't a single surprise on this album, except for Vacuum. No, there's not really. And is it more a case of, it's not like you're not even trying anymore. It's that. Because I refuse to believe that the band just put out an album. You know, they're like, oh, we've got we've got some contractual obligations to fill or whatever. You know, I believe they tried to make this album and they worked effortlessly to make a good album, and they've done that. But I think coming back to your point about formulaic, like it's definitely within that sort of remit where again everything's just so good that there's. It, the album sort of bleeds into one for me, mm-hmm. which is a bit of a shame. But coming on to that, I've mentioned Dead End before, just specifically that song because I sent it to you. But without the whole album, we've referenced melodic death metal before. That definitely refers to maybe their first two, three albums. This is not a melodic death metal album. There's then reference to the genre alternative metal. I fucking argue that this is almost a new metal album. Which I think is a very fair comparison to the point where I, I think I think my response to that when you first mentioned that to me, I sort of tried to compartmentalize that. There is absolutely in that period of two thousand six, there are bands that have been going pre new metal fad, like in flames. Mm-hmm. who became more new metal and there are bands that were new metal during the new metal fan fad and became more metal yeah the the, the metal bands wanted to be more wanted to be legitimized the new metal band sorry wanted to be legitimized they wanted to be taken seriously as real musicians the new metal fad was a was a bright spark it was it was over before it was 
people really knew what was going on. And now it's back, baby. I know it's back with a vengeance. The generic new metal core, whatever you want to call it. It's there. It's here. We're dealing with it. But the the thing was the bands that had got famous in the new metal spike wanted to be legitimized. So they made themselves sound heavier, more metal, less bounce riffs, more alternate picking. Yeah. In Flames, a legitimate metal band, melodic death metal band, popular. tried to become more popular, tried to incorporate some of those bounce riffs, some of yeah. those easy listening sort of sing-along moments. And definitely. Now, it's not it's not a pure new metal album. I'm not saying this is this sounds like Corn or this sounds like Limp Bizkit or your Linkin Parks or your Papa Roaches or, or whatever. But for the most part, the album is is energetic, does have those bouncy riffs. I mean, you're not talking like one finger, give me something to break riffs. <laughs> but like, has that energy, has that tempo, has that bounce. And while there are those original sort of like melodic death metal, metalcore, Eurometalcore sounds in there. I was just going through it and once I had new metal in my head, man, couldn't couldn't get it out. Could not get that out of my head that I was like, Yeah, this is this is this is pretty much the same thing. And then you go back to Reroute to Remain. Same Reroute to Remain and Come Clarity. Very similar albums. Yes. I uh, I get that. And that's possibly one of the reasons why I like this one over at Soundtrack to Your Escape. Soundtrack to Your Escape is is maybe a bit too hard rock. I don't know what you want to describe it as. It's just weird. But the you know the big thing that that I probably like Come Clarity for is because it is similar, is as close as possible to my favourite in Flames album, as we've discussed. So it's an absolutely good good album. I'll absolutely put Take This Life and Vacuum onto a recurring playlist because I think those two songs are standout bangers from the In Flames discography. I, in hindsight, I'm a bit done with Take This Life. It's a bit overplayed for me. Mm. You know, there was a video for it. It's any sort of Spotify playlist or whatever, you know, like it fits, if they need a token In Flames track, it's Take This Life. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think there's I think there's better songs on the album that you could listen to that isn't necessarily Take This Life. Take This Life, banger. Great song. Love it. Chem, 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 chem. But again, come back to Kong Through Knives, Vacuum. Scream, not so much. Leeches, not so much. These are some of the the songs that are a bit boring. But I, I keep on coming back to it. Dead End. Featuring Lisa Miskovsky. I think I've got that right. Norwegian musician. Yeah, there's... there's There are other songs on this album to take this life. Or, this could have just been Take This Life as an EP. You know? I think a lot about a lot of albums. That could... Like, so many albums that you've heard throughout your entire life would be better as EPs than albums. Change my mind. 
it's not it's not that this album would have been better as an EP. It's like Take This Life encompasses this entire album. Or this entire album could exist without Take This Life. Does that make any sense? No. Alright. <laughs> I won't explain myself again because I thought I nailed it. Yeah. It's an album. It is an album. It's a good album. Like I don't want I don't want to be slating this album. I don't want to be speaking ill of this album or the hallowed in flames. Just coming back to it now, I can't. I gotta be honest. I just got a little bit bored. I just, you know, sort of drifted out of it a little bit. I, you know, one song could end and another song could start, and I might not have noticed. That's that's so, so fair. That's that's a fair and a, a similar experience. I take that then. I must admit. So my 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 experience with In Flames is mixed, and. My, this was the last album that I really gave any time to, as mentioned. Seeing them live, these guys absolutely know how to play. They are they are masters of their craft, both in audience participation in the songs they picked. I was exceptionally surprised when I saw the set list, and they are to this day still playing. Behind Space. From one the first of, album. One of the first tracks from the first album. They've re-recorded that song like three times. Behind Space 99 is... Oh, hallowed. Hallowed song for me in In Flames. That was the one that made me realise these guys are the, are the real deal. And this set list had at least two or three tracks from almost every album. Except... State of soundtrack to your escape. Soundtrack to your escape. Not a single track That's of that. Interesting. Not a band I've seen live. I don't think. I don't think. That's that's bad. That I can't specifically remember. I can't specifically remember. So I'm going to go with I don't think I've seen them. If I have, it was a gig in Glasgow. But let's just go with the fact that I haven't seen them. Not overly like sad about that. I'm sure if I'd had my chance, I would have gone to see them. Like yourself, had I had free tickets and the giggles on my doorstep, fuck yeah, I would go see In Flames. But am I going to go out my way now? Ah, the ticket price would come into it, but... The ticket price yeah. will come into it, but I would now, if if they announced a tour next year and it was only doing Glasgow, I'd go. Now that you have seen them? Now that I have seen them. I'd pay no. to go and see them next time. It would be a good one to take off. Ha- absolutely because they're such such a legendary band I think we've, we've we've not really talked about it but to to acknowledge that these guys quote pioneered the genres known as Swedish death metal and melodic death metal like a lot of metal bands have a lot to thank this band for 100% yeah raunchy as well they must do right if you're gonna <laughs> fucking bait me like that it's home <laughs> You owe Raunchy an apology. <laughs> you absolutely, for the love of anything that is fucking holy, in fact, fuck what's holy after last week's conversation, for the love of common sense, you owe Raunchy an apology. Because I want to take you back to the Raunchy episode, just a couple of episode, episodes ago, listeners, if you remember Raunchy. Danish metal band, and what was it you called them, Lav? And, and, did I call them knockoff? No, that wasn't. I wasn't no. that harsh. 
knockoff in flames or a poor man's in flames. Might have gone that far, yeah. You had said something along the lines of, why would I listen to Raunchy when I can go listen to In Flames who did it better? Yeah, yeah, and I'll stand by that one. You fucking what, mate? <laughs> Having gone back to listen to In Flames over the last week or so, I sort of just took it for granted during the, the, the conversation, during the Raunchy episode. I hadn't gone back and listened to In Flames. I was concentrating on Raunchy. I just took it for granted that, yeah, no, I'm sure these bands are similar, they're heavy, they're from that part of Europe, they've got keys and synths and stuff like that. Cool. No doubt there's crossover. There's no fucking crossover, man. There's so there's much no crossover. Fucking, there's no crossover in the fucking slightest. Raunchy, while there may be similarities in parts, Raunchy, and I'll say their name until I die, are by far their own band. By well, far the romance. Maybe, maybe you could take it back to two thousand two, and the first album might sound a little bit similar to to Reroute to Remain or something like that. But by the time we got to twenty fourteen, and where we are now for In Flames, pff, fucking miles apart, man. Absolutely, it's a discredit to both bands. Just to quote one of my favorite TV shows. All right, Keith. Mid rant. I'm sorry. You oh, think really? you deserve an apology? get fucked I just don't see it like I, I cannot see the similarities like In Flames are absolutely their own band and I think Raunchy are their own band too okay I agree to disagree then like, the synths are far more prevalent the riffs are f- totally the same no they're not <laughs> totally the same I'm just trying to come up with a different way to describe how different they are like they're just if you put on either put on the last In Flames album and put on the last Raunchy album, Night and Day, mate. Probably. You know what? I, I'm not gonna. I won't take it back. I, but I, I want to clarify. I made a point of it saying that Death Pop Romance was very similar to Reroute to Remain. I specifically put that album in there. I'm sure. I would still disagree. I'm not. I don't. I can't comment on anything Raunchy did. After Death Pop Romance. And you I certainly should, can't... You should have listened to it. Well, I didn't, because it sucked. You... No, you did. You listened <laughs> well, I to... I did. Oh, yeah, and it sucked. And... Oh, you son of a... <laughs> and later in Flames, by that point, the bands have gone in their different directions. And, you know, when was the last by time Raunchy released an album? Just... When was the last time they played a, a gig? What's your, uh, what's your point? Where are you going with this, huh? I'm just saying one band is surviving, living, have many, many producer credits to their names. Can Are you abs- honestly comparing them? Are you are you saying In Flames are just a better band? We've all got, we've oh, all got different yeah. lives. No, that's like 10 times. I mean, that, that, that doesn't need to be said because obviously they are. Oh my fucking God. You're just on the wind up now. <laughs> Just I can't the... speak. I'm crying my laughter too much, man. Again, listeners, feel free to jump in at any point. Am I just absolutely S in Raunchy's D or is Lav having a total giggle? You I are a total simp for Raunchy. Fucking right, I am. Man, I'm a bit of a stand there. I'm a bit of a stand for Raunchy. I am stand for Raunchy. <laughs> I will stand for Raunchy. One thing I, I did want to pick up uh, one of our commenters did mention. 
that they saw in flames supporting Slipknot. And one memory I do have is in flames, whenever they did play Glasgow, was very rarely they were the headliners. I always remember them being a support act. And I remember them supporting bands like uh, Zach Wilde's Black Label Society. Thank you. Black uh, Rebel Motorcycle Club? No, the, no, the Black Label Society. Okay. You'd know them if there's like good songs. I'll say that much. And the likes of, uh, you know, playing with Slipknot and things, they were bigger shows that I never got to go to. I didn't see Slipknot until 2020. Did, didn't Flames support a band I went to go see in Glasgow at the SECC? I've I just I've just got a feeling I can't shake. I saw this band, but I could not tell you when. Anyway, anyway, I've made my. I think In Flames are a great band. I don't really care for the re-recorded twenty twenty works. I think anything they made between two thousand and six from nineteen ninety five was their best years. Fight me. In Flames are a great band. I still enjoy In Flames. If I've sounded a bit difficult on them or a bit harsh towards them, it's, it's it's generally not the case. I'm just trying to differentiate where I sort of stand with the band now. Come Clarity was great. I even used Crawling Through Knives on a uni submission one time. I totally remember, like, we were supposed to... Even one of the, the criteria, you got points, you got marks for sourcing royalty-free music and crediting the band. And I was so belligerent and how good this band was, or how good this album was, I put Crawling Through Knives on it and credited the band and lost points because it was copywritten music. That's how much I was into this record at the time. But I'm just, I've just had the drop-off and, and I've just never... Nothing's brought me back into the band as much as this album. And it's, it's just funny to sort of go back and think that, like, well, yeah, this album was, like, totally my life for, like, three months. And in flames have stayed in in the sort of the consciousness and the zeitgeist, but they've never returned to come clarity levels. Interestingly, I've just sort of had a bit of a moment. So previously, we've talked about we went through bands that we heard through racing games such as Burnout and Need for Speed. Oh yeah. We are now going through a lot of bands that got their music popularized through the Guitar Hero games. Yeah, what well, Alan mentioned that as well during Slipknot, before I forget. So, Guitar Hero 3, that had Take This Life On. Nice. I'm pretty sure it was Guitar Hero... Yeah, that had... Be- Guitar Hero 3 had Before I Forget On as well. Had Bulls on Parade. Ooh. I think it was Guitar Hero 5 or Guitar Hero World 2, which was Guitar Hero 4 that had Devil Wears Prada on it mm-hmm. and do you know Come Clarity had a video track 6 Come Clarity had a video it's fucking bleak it's them in a desert there's an asteroid at the end don't know what... for an album that is absolutely wall to wall bangers with the exception of this in the middle why did they? Oh, I suppose the, the last song. Holy was a shit! Slow Sorry, I'm still on the Guitar Hero Three chat. Talk to me. Just got the the track list up. Mm-hmm. Kill Switch Engage, My Curse, oh. Rise Against, Prayer for the Refugee, 
Lovely. Gallows in the belly of a shark. Fall of never got any gallows. Fall of Troy FC Premix. Oh my god. I remember that being like a totally solid song, was it not? Yeah, it's brick. And then there was downloadable songs. That was because this was PlayStation 3 era now. So you could download DLC. DLC. You could download like entire, like I say entire, a lot. Like, so Metallica, they pushed Death Magnetic as fully downloadable on Guitar Hero. God, Metallica. For all the people to get into that. Not to them, I suppose just to come back to how we opened the episode. I don't actually mind the whole Stranger Things Metallica thing at the moment. I, th- I As much as I'm not a Metallica fan, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's awesome. Because you can... I think it's amazing. You can be that... Yeah, you can be that guy. You can be that gatekeeper that's just... Oh my God, have you not heard Master of Puppets? Oh my God, You're wearing a t-shirt named three songs. Yeah, yeah. It's only one of those assholes, right? And again, I'm not a Metallica fan, but there will be kids watching that show. In fact, they shouldn't. It's like fucking 18. But like... <laughs> They are 18, they're kids. It means they were born in 2004. How about you shut the fuck up? They're kids, mate. Like, yesterday. They're kids, mate. Right. So there will be a young team watching that, right? And they might never have heard Master of Puppets. The whole... It's not spoilers. Fucking, we're just talking about the soundtrack. There's, there's, Okay, there's not a lot of Metallica on the soundtrack. There's not a lot of metal. You know, to say one of the, the main characters of this season, I think, predominantly wears an Iron Maiden t-shirt. I don't think there's an Iron Maiden song on the soundtrack. It's, you know, it's predominantly, like, the pop music of, of the genre, as it always has been throughout the entire show, right? But if you're, like, finding Metallica now, well, fuck, man, we've all heard Metallica. If you're listening to this podcast, you've heard Metallica, right? You know Metallica. You might not know all of them, but you've definitely heard the Black Album, and you've heard things ever since right before and or after so if that show is now putting kids on that path to finding rock music to finding metal music to to you know find their path through this fucking crazy world we call metal good on you that's on that's only a good thing in my mind all power to them all power to them what about a one on only section unless you've got anything else to save in flames Nah. <laughs> nah. Good album to come back to. I actually own this album. I physically own the disc. I'm pretty sure I got a HMP voucher for my birthday and I bought this album. Good boy. Because it actually came out in 3rd of February 2006. And I'm a March birthday. So, yeah, would have this would have been fresh in the shops. And it was actually, I suppose we should just acknowledge it, it was it produced. This was one of the production credits for Anders uh, Bjorn the guitarist and well both guitarists and Anders so Bjorn and Jasper and Anders all band members produced this album so yeah look it was it's a fond one to remember it's not brought me back to In Flames really so, so be, it. be it thanks for th- th- thanks for listening yeah if you have a memory of listening to In Flames. If you have been through the same journey as us, if you've been through a different journey, give us a shout. EOGB Podcast. So, Keith, what have we been listening to? Sting. What are you listening to? So, background for the listeners, this has actually been about two weeks since we last recorded. Yes, it has. 
Congratulations to previous AOGB guest Kier from Blink One Eight Two, who got married and you attended. The I wedding. did. I remember some of it. Congrats, Kier. It looked beautiful. Wonderful day. Wonderful weekend, actually. It was a, it was a, it was a wee jaunt across the, uh, the islands of Scotland. Oh, man. The Hebrides. The Hame. Run Rig um, Hits Different. Run yeah. Rig Hits Different. <laughs> I bet you it does. Where are they from Mull? Are running from oh, Mull? Oh, fucking clear. <laughs> the, um, so, we've had two weeks of, of not recording. And as such, I've been listening to a shitload. I have. I have not only been listening to quite a lot. I've. I've watched quite a lot. I watched both seasons of Stranger Things, which was a fucking mission. I finished. Did I? Did I talk about Arcane? I finished Arcane. Yeah, you did. You told me you finished Arcane. Cool. It was great. I was a little bit confused about some of the the justifications or or some of the. Complex characters, mate. Complex characters. Their motives, their reasons, and their their decisions are completely. Whew. Some things Fuck definitely yeah. happened because the plot needed them to happen, but I'll I'll just leave it there. Uh, worth yeah, the watch. Worth the watch. watch. Totally, totally. I would highly recommend everyone, as I have previously on previous episodes. Give Arcane a shout. I think it's only... Is it nine episodes? It's nine episodes, but they're like 40-minute episodes. Yeah. Get into it. It looks beautiful to watch. Yeah. Really well animated. I don't have any background knowledge of the game. I have no idea what the characters are or how any of that works. League of Legends. But, yeah. Did that. That's some stuff I've watched. Music I've listened to. One we both checked out. Conjurer's Pathos. Mm-hmm. Loud. Mm-hmm. Fucking pretty good. Oh yeah, that is that has been my that's been a listen this month, this week, these last two weeks. And yeah, that's that is that is, that is what I wanted. Um Patho that's Pathos. It's got the wee infliction on the A. Did I not, did I not say Pathos? I, 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 I don't remember. But <laughs> Thanks. I'm sure I said Pathos. It, it is very good, and I would highly recommend for fans of Cult Leader, fans of Sumac, get this in your veins. It is superb. So they did release three songs before it as well, and uh, it's not a criticism. It's going to be taken as a criticism, but I did... There are three very prevalent songs on the album. You know, Cracks in the Pyre, Rot, It Dwells, or mostly Cracks in the Pyre and It Dwells. So I sort of felt like I'd heard a lot of it. I actually thought they'd maybe released more, but I think, you know, you shared a couple of songs, Those Years Condemned, Suffer Alone. Basilisk. That three, those three tracks of Basilisk. Those years condemned, suffer alone. Mm-hmm. Preach. Yeah. All all just fucking great stuff. So we've we've talked about Conjurer a little bit on the pod. If you haven't heard them before and you like it heavy and doomy and and just sludgy, that's your shit. That's your shit all day long. What else have I been checking out? 
so actually coming off of in flames on the on the 2010 album immersion by pendulum do you remember Christ. i know this song and i fucking hate it self versus self featuring in flames and pendulum put me on a fucking rabbit hole with pendulum man i was gone i listened to immersion about five or six times in the last week what an album i listened to in silico as well doesn't really get me as much but immersion especially since i sort of know that album the best it's got island part one and two on it oh what a joy going back to pendulum from 2010 yeah i was never in a pendulum and yep still am not so but what do you think about self versus self because i think it's like one of the best in flame songs <laughs> i remember hearing it and being like oh they did one of those type of songs, did they? Yeah, yeah, they did. I dis- discovered is the wrong word. This is the, that's completely the wrong word. This is a band I've known about for a while, and it actually took a while for the penny to drop. So as I was doing a long drive to um, to the far reaches of Scotland, uh, the passenger puts a band on, a band called Hybrid. Theory? The hybrid, for the reason that Linkin Park aren't called hybrid theory. Ah, okay, got it, yeah, yeah, Fucking sign me up. It's awesome. They're amazing. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Listened oh, to confused. the album I Choose Noise by Hybrid. Wonderful. Nice. Wonderful um, trip-hop, easy listening, almost like lo-fi chill yep if someone's looking for something to study to something to put on the background realize that most of it gets used in commercials and bbc middle sections whatever hybrid are great and it took me so long to realize who they were He's like, oh, you heard this band? And I've, you know, when someone says a band name out loud and you go, oh, I'm sure I've heard that. I recognize that name from somewhere. And then I get home and I'm listening to it. Yeah. And I'm like, Hi. and the, the name's like chipping away at my brain. Like, there's a reason I know this name. And yeah, just the, did an episode on it. the pennies just dropped. It was like <laughs> dropping a bag of coins. Like, hybrid, hybrid theory, Linkin Park. Go back to episode one, guys. Find out why this is such a big deal. Exactly. And I'll close off on most recently I got onto sort of off of Pendulum I went into some sort of synth pop and stuff that I like. Um, the Midnight, we've mentioned it before, they've got a little EP out or they've got some singles out ahead of a new album. But from their radio I found another sort of synth pop, synth wave band lo-fi-ish sort of band called Hotel Pools. You sent me that. I do need to listen to that. I'm I'm interested. Fucking super super digging what's going on there. Sort of mostly from the album 2018 album Fall is is what sort of catching me the most. But these guys have got quite a lot up on there. So yeah, check out if you're into your sort of synthwave lo-fi stuff. Uh, hotel pools. There you go. There's sort of the last two weeks of what I've been watching and listening. Life, what have you been listening to other than Conjurer and Hybrid? Or is that it? Uh, 
that was pretty much it. I tell you what, I've gone through. I discovered my daughter enjoys uh, Nirvana. Wow. So one day uh, I put on CBB's radio on my uh, on my computer, and I must have had a a playlist queued or something. Because when the episode finished after 13 or 14 minutes, it was just like a short podcast episode, a song from Nevermind came on. Treats. And I was like, oh, do you want me to put Andy and the band back on? She's like, no, I like this. And then I showed her the album artwork and she laughed because it's a naked baby. There's a little little weenie on it. Yeah, which I find even funnier given the wee shit's trying to fucking sue them still. Is that still going on? Oh, fuck no. I knew the boy was just looking for attention. Yeah, that, that, so yeah, I've given Nevermind a couple of listens. That kid's going places, man, I'm telling you. That kid is going places. I think he's been places. I was referring to your child. Oh, thank you. Okay. Now that she, you know she's whatever age she is and is and is, is enjoying Nirvana. But sure, let's complain about that guy some more. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy, that's why. You know, I'd have less sympathy for him if he didn't have the words Nevermind tattooed on his chest. Right? Look, man, we've all got bad tattoos. It's not even that it's a bad tattoo. It's that he's got the fucking cheek to be like, this album ruined my life. We've all got tattoos we regret. Oh, it got tossed. It got tossed out by the judge. I bet he got tossed out by the judge. Way! That was like, no, that was like January. My God, where's this year gone? Yeah, I didn't think that story came back. I thought you were referring to some old shit there. Is that, are we done? Are we good? Yeah, I think so. I think we've covered a fair bit. Sure. I need to say what we're going to do next week, don't I? I need to ask you. What are we doing next week? (laughs) Well, you mentioned at the start, it's come up a few times. I'm a bit disappointed I've not actually talked about this band because only album they released when I was truly listening to it was a truly iconic album that they released in 2003. Uh, We're not going to cover. So I'd like to talk about 1986's Master of Puppets by Metallica. God! Damn it! Literally just explained how I don't like the band. It's a great album. I listened to it this week. I it it's a great album. It's Oh you god. Is this the raunchy is this because I've said you were raunchy an apology? Yeah, and if you keep saying it, I'm just gonna keep naming other Metallica albums. Nah. Nah, you can't do that. <laughs> Rules of the game. You can only do the one you find them on. Yeah, this is the one I found Suck them on. It. This is the one I found them on because I tried to download an eight-minute song on dial-up and struggled. And once I got it, I made sure I listened to it a lot. True story. The first time I heard Metallica's Master of Puppets was the Kerrang! cover version of this album. Oh, God. I've got I've got that piece of shit recording. And yeah, it sucks. Yeah, not good. Anyway, yeah. shall we? Yeah, cool. Keith. Do you want to take us home? Thank you very much. Don't mind if I do. Thank you very much for listening. We have been alive or just brethren. This has been Come Clarity by In Flames. Let us know what you think. Please join in the conversation at AOGB Podcast at Twitter or Instagram. AOGB Podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to send us an email. If you want to get a bit more down and dirty in the conversations. Please feel free to recommend us to a friend or provide a review on your podcast listening platform of choice. I'm told that helps with things. 
and helps us get the AOG message out there. Next time on Alive or Just Blethering, Lav is about three weeks too late for the SOE, but we're going to do Master of Puppets by Metallica. It's been on my mind, baby. It's been on my mind. Do you know what? I might listen to St. Anger for the fun of it. Why not? Shits and giggles. Do it. Do it. You know what? It fucking sucks. Tell you what to listen to. Those who do want to listen to St. Anger, go to YouTube and look for the St. Anger high quality version. On YouTube. On YouTube. Some some guys re-recorded it. Alright. And it's got bass. Nice. And... still got that snare. No, Toby. And it's got guitar solos in it, too. So someone just reinterpreted the album? I'm going to find it, and I'm going to post it, and you're going to enjoy it. Thanks very much. Good night. Good night.